The Pigram Brothers off the album Saltwater Country and Barefoot Kid. I wonder if Ben White ever thought whilst he was a barefoot kid running around that his world would incorporate politics one day and he'll also serve one of the highest offices in the land of Western Australia pre post-colonisation of course and with that he's carried out positions of responsibility that was installed on him as a member for Victoria Park stepping in there when a uh, former leader, leader stepped out of the position back in 2006. Ben was born on the 1st of April, so it's no joke. And you can understand why it's just a freak of nature in what he's achieved with his life. Of course, uh, being born in Papua New Guinea there uh, back in 1974. He came back uh, to Western Australia. His parents were teachers that largely worked around uh, the Midwest of the state as a teenager. He went to Aquinas College in Perth also went to UWA where he picked up uh, his law degree and uh, then went over to London to to attend the School of Economics. Hence why he's been quite a successful treasurer since uh, being installed uh, there. He's navigated uh, lands and uh, with that it's always been a double-edged sword representing Aboriginal and non-Aboriginal interests. Uh, He's also been an Indigenous man that's held the portfolio of the Aboriginal Affairs Minister here in Western Australia. Very proud to have him with us, Ben. Hello, thanks for taking our call. Sandy, always a pleasure to be with you. Ben, Ben, it's nearly over, but (laughs) one door closes, another door will open, won't it? It will, yes. In less than four weeks now, Sandy, I finish my political career as the member for Victoria Park, and after 15 years in Parliament, it's... um, it's a job that I've loved every minute, I'm looking, but I'm also very excited about what I might do next. It's, at some point, you've got to find a new job, and that's I'm at that point now, but it's been a wonderful um, privilege to have been not just a Member of Parliament in WA, but to be a Minister in the Government. Has politics always been an aspiration of yours? Yeah, I mean, I think back to my young days, as you said, you know, when I was running around, a barefoot kid in Laverton and Kalgoorlie, and my my dad and my mum were uh, very engaged in politics, and so I was always interested in politics. Uh, so when I got the chance to stand way back in 2006, when the then Premier Jeff Gallup retired, 
uh, I took it and it's been a, a wild ride ever since. I've really enjoyed every minute of it. Uh, it's a job that is all consuming. You're busy non-stop, but it's one that um, I think I'll never have a job as challenging or as diverse as being a member of parliament. It really has been wonderful. Of course, just going back a little bit, Ben, prior preparations into getting through politics has been attending the London School of Economics. What was that like? Oh, that was wonderful, uh, Sandy. So when I was going through law school at the University of Western Australia, I, a few friends of mine went and studied overseas. So I thought I might like the opportunity to do it if it ever came along. And so once I finished my law degree, and I'd, I'd been working for a few years, I was lucky enough to, to get awarded a, a Rotary Scholarship and that allowed me to go and study overseas. That scholarship paid for my university fees. And so went to London, to the London School of Economics and did a master's degree there. And it was just fantastic, Sandy. It was uh, wonderful to be able to study with people from all over the world and really get an understanding of of global economics and, uh, and, and Australia's place in the world. I really found it fascinating. And that really, I guess we all talk about education and it's, it's the, the importance of education to allowing you to do new things. And it was really that degree that really propelled me, I think, uh, to stand for Parliament in 2006. And in fact, it's where we stand in the world as Australians uh, these days. And the change we've seen in politics, especially over the last 20 years or so, Ben, with you taking up very high-profile portfolios, uh, there is it an area that you wanted? Is it an area you seeked out? Yeah, yeah, it was... I mean, when I got into Parliament, I, I remember thinking, if I ever got the chance to be a minister, what would I like? And um, I was always in, interested in things like, of course, uh, Aboriginal affairs and a range of others, but it was really very early on I was given the chance by then Treasurer Eric Ripper uh, to start doing things for him in the parliament and so I became really engaged very early in the treasury portfolio and so when the Carpenter government lost in 2008 and Eric Ripper became leader of the Labor Party he gave me the role of shadow treasurer and so that was way back in 2008 I've had that job now for so I've had treasury for the Labor Party for nearly what for just over 12 years a long time uh, but treasury I've really loved because it really allows you to stick your nose into pretty much every area of government, Sandy, and that's why I've really enjoyed the role of Treasury, because it's such a central part uh, of government. It allows you to send resources to those areas of public policy that you think need more effort, and so it has been a, a central role uh, together with the Premier, so I really have had a great time with it. <laughs> and having that central role, being able to know what was going on elsewhere, was it easy as an Aboriginal person navigating yourself around uh, I suppose uh, what was sort of known as uh, the uh, old white man's club yeah a good question I mean it has been interesting because I think uh, because I had the role of treasury so long in opposition I think by the time I became treasurer, people knew me. So uh, it gave me a long apprenticeship to really get to know the business community of Western Australia. Um, but also, once you go into government, 
I think, if anything, I was very aware of the expectations of the Aboriginal community to, to make sure that uh, I used Treasury to also promote my role as Minister for Aboriginal Affairs, and I think I did. I mean, uh, Aboriginal people can be fierce critics, Sandy, uh, and so you hear from them when they're disappointed or expect more pretty quickly, uh, but I think... What I've been able to do is elevate the role of Aboriginal Affairs Minister as well as holding a Treasury uh, portfolio. So it's one that I think um, uh, has been it's been a challenge, but I'm really pleased. Western Australia has been regarded in the past as having a very fraught relationship with its Aboriginal people, uh, but I think the fact that I could be an Aboriginal man and Treasurer of the state and uh, and that to have gone very well, I think, is really highlights how far Western Australia has come. And not so much highlighting on your Aboriginality there because you've never utilised uh, that to get any gains, Ben. In fact, you've copped a fair bit from uh, Kundraman yourself over the years and we'll touch on uh, that in a little bit. But there's been so much change since you've been around uh, down there. We've known uh, and seen the naming of place changes. There's been... A movement on the land. There's also been uh, a relook at uh, the Aboriginal Heritage Act. I mean, you can't please them all, but there's been some really huge movements for Absolute, Aboriginal yeah, people. That's right. And having the lands portfolio has been really a huge benefit, Sandy. It's it's enabled us to uh, really proceed in, uh, with a lot of native title determinations by consent. And we've seen, whether, whether it's the Yamaji uh, native title settlement that saw hundreds of billions of dollars in cash and land and other benefits for the Yamaji people, we finally resolved the Noongar settlement. Uh, and I've been very keen to use this opportunity to also elevate traditional names as you said so we've renamed a range of prominent locations and that's no longer controversial Sandy so I expect that will continue into the future under consecutive governments you know as we rename uh, locations uh, their traditional uh, names that have been known for you know thousands of years so it's been a it's been a very busy four years um, but I think we've really managed to achieve a lot in that time and I think now particularly in Aboriginal heritage after 20 years of stalemate, not being able to get uh, a consensus around what a new heritage regime might look like, I think we're in a position where we do now have that. And so that would be great for Aboriginal heritage as well. Ben, you can't always please them all, all the time. And there has been some murmurs over the years in, uh, in terms of what's been coming out of the Aboriginal community. And there have been an occasion where you've been branded a racist. How did you feel about that? Well, it's tough, Sandy, and you're right. I mean, it's uh, ultimately Aboriginal people can be the most fiercest, fiercest critics, and um, the, the, the role of government is always compromise. You're always having to compromise something uh, to get an outcome, and I think what we've managed to do is achieve a lot, uh, whether it be in heritage or native title uh, or closing the gap support. Uh, we've achieved a lot, but there's always expectations for more. So 
I think people have been uh, happy to critique and that's fine. That's part of being in the job. I think some people have gone too far in that criticism um, uh, and, and, I, and I respond where, where I can. But I think people, uh, for any fair-minded person, will look at the last four years and I think you're pretty impressed with what we've managed to achieve during that time. Uh, the job's not done yet, Sandy, and I'm the first one to say that. Uh, more needs to be done and, uh, and that'll continue. But I think what we've done is we've, we've really... Uh, created and done a shift in uh, public expectation and public support for Aboriginal people at the centre of government, but also the Aboriginal story and our history and our culture and our heritage, which is no longer, I think, something that is controversial. I think it's something that's broadly accepted. And I think Aboriginal people... um, need to provide for younger Aboriginal people coming through that support that, you know, ultimately you may not agree with everything, but focus on what can be done uh, rather than get caught up in the disappointments. Do you recommend politics for anyone, even your children? I do, Sandy. Politics is still where you make the great changes uh, for Western Australia or Australia, if, if you're interested in federal politics. Uh, it's, a, it's getting tougher and tougher, Sandy. Um, it is an all-consuming job and the demands for, uh, with, of the media, the demands of the uh, electorate are getting um, uh, much greater as, uh, as each day goes by. So it is a job that will consume your life, but it is also a job that is so incredibly um, satisfying. You get to meet wonderful people and do really incredible things. And so people who want to... Uh, make a difference for their community politics is still i think uh, you know the, the grand great job and and i'll always support people who want to stand for parliament and get involved do you need to be educated well you do i think it for me it certainly helps having a law degree and uh, an economics background to get to to understand the portfolio but the beauty of parliament is that you don't need to have a specific qualification to stand for parliament I think it's more important to be connected to your community, Sandy. I think it's more important to be somebody who's had a good exposure to, whether you're in the Kimberley, the Pilbara, or even in my electorate of Victoria Park, somebody who knows the area that they wish to represent. I think that's more important than a specific qualification. Ben, you've certainly have kept your end of the bargain with keeping your promise to have a yarn with us before you actually left your office space. It's been a privilege knowing and working with you over the years. Thank you very much. What would you like to leave people with in in the way of thoughts? What I'd like to do, Stan, is really thank your listeners. I've been incredibly privileged to have been a Member of Parliament. I've been incredibly privileged to be the Treasurer and Minister for Aboriginal Affairs. I've spent a lot of time in regional WA, in particular in the Kimberley and the Pilbara. And I just want to thank your listeners, Sandy. I've been uh, 95% of the time I'm embraced and supported uh, and I've given I've been given great advice by uh, elders and people all across our regional uh, areas of, of Western Australia. I want to thank them all for the support they've given me and Sandy Fine, I want to thank you. I've always loved coming on your show and having our conversations. Um, it's so important that we have these sorts of opportunities to speak to your listeners, Sandy, and I've really loved every minute of it, so thank you. Thank you, Ben White, and thanks again. It's been lovely knowing you. You too, mate. You take care. Bye. Ben Wyatt, wow, a young man that's achieved a lot. 
in his position as the Aboriginal Affairs Minister, also our Treasurer, Minister for Lands and uh, Finance as well, giving us a bit of a wrap as he's decided to uh, step away from uh, politics. So we just thought we'd uh, get a gauge on uh, what it's been like uh, being a politician uh, for the last uh, 15 years or so. Gee, that's a long time to be in a job. Hey, 